Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Remotely Effective, a show about working from home and in distributed teams. My name is Thomas Lattimore, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about maintaining focus while working from home. Uh, one of the biggest concerns that people have many times that either maybe currently work from an office or run a centrally located company where a lot of their employees are in the main office or in, you know, maybe spread across a couple offices. Um, when the topic of working from home comes up, the first concern that people have usually is, well, what do we do to keep people productive? How do we know if people are productive? And I'm not going to get into the business side of things of how we measure employees' performance or how we measure progress for an individual contributor on a team. Instead, I'm going to focus today on how we can uh, address that as an individual. How can we improve and put in place systems that can allow ourselves to be more productive uh, at times, this perception uh, can be uh, well-founded even uh, because you are alone, you don't have the same social pressure when working from home, there isn't that same uh, in-person accountability to get work done. There's no one looking over your shoulder. There's no manager who can walk in the room at any time and Ask what you're up to without warning. Uh, when working from home, there is no teammates in person. Seeing the exact time you get to your desk in the morning, how many breaks you take during the day, the exact time you take lunch, how many times you te check Twitter throughout the day. This means that trust has to be built. But trust isn't something that can be simply given without systems of accountability, even for ourselves, without standards in place for maintaining effective methods to get work done, we can easily slide into bad habits, I think. And one of the biggest destroyers of any work environment, whether from home or in an office, is distractions. In an office, this can be the volume of conversations around you, uh, getting various interruptions of maybe people walking through and uh, asking you questions that they otherwise would have saved for a meeting later, um, or maybe even a lack of workspace that suits you. Uh, when working in a distributed team, and especially from home, distractions are different, but they still take place nonetheless. Today I'm going to talk about three ways that we can beat distractions and maintain focus while working from home. The first way that I maintain focused while working from home is to have a pre-work routine. And this may seem kind of odd, like I think sometimes we want to jump into a, a quick formula, maybe a, a uh, a quip of what we do while we're at our keyboard. But I find that having a pre-work routine 
is one of the best ways to allow my mind to focus on work when the time of the day comes around to actually get work done. Uh, This pre-work routine accounts for both uh, personal and external commitments, and it should for you the same. So whether that's family or pets or any household, you know, tasks that need to be done first thing in the morning. That can be, you know, water the flowers. Like what, what are the things that you have to do before you can get work started? Um, I have a, a goal of how the flow of my mornings um, should go from the time that I wake up until I get in front of my computer. And I myself, I have a family, I've got kids, so it never is perfect. It never goes exactly according to plan. But at a minimum, I have a set of things that I need to get done before I can sit down at work and leave the rest of the stuff in the house uh, set it aside for the time being. Um, for me, the first step to achieve this morning routine is I have to get up early before the rest of my family is. And I'm not going to mention the time because the time isn't really relevant because everyone listening to this show is going to have a different set of commitments. Maybe you have a family as well. But your family may get up at a different time than mine does. Or maybe your kids are older and they kind of do their own morning routine. But I will say that getting up early allows me to take charge of my mornings. And I think it will to you too. So rather than the commitments of the day taking charge of my time, I'm able to plan out how things work best for me and uh, my goals and how I can meet all the the commitments, both personal and work-wise. This morning time uh, to start off is what I would call me time. Uh, It includes, you know, a time of reading and prayer and continuing education you know, any anything that's like really personal to me. This is not a time to necessarily produce work. So this isn't a time that I'm like getting up early so I can get a couple of hours of extra work in. Or it's not even right now a time where I get up and I work on this show or even prep show notes. It's a time where I just focus on making sure that my mental and physical well-being is taken care of. I don't use this time for urgent tasks, but rather try and use it for things that are important, but get missed if I let the business of that day take over. And then after this, quote, me time, I move into um, helping uh, myself and my family get ready for the day. You know, the usual routine, like 
you know, myself, I'm getting a shower and I'm making sure that, you know, um, uh, my kids, uh, are, are taken care of and I'm supporting my wife and anything that, um, she may need help doing and making sure that I help get breakfast on the table and all that, all that family stuff. And many times this is where some urgent things do come up because if you have children, things are always unpredictable. And I want to do my best to commit myself during this time before I start work to get as much done so that I'm not left feeling like I'm leaving something behind, like I don't have a nagging feeling when I get to my desk, like I'm leaving something unfinished. And it is worth mentioning that I am also in a situation when I have flexibility to start um, my workday in regards to this morning routine. And everybody might not have that. So after I move into helping my family and, you know, doing that, that typical morning routine, getting breakfast on the table. There's usually a short list of things that I try and, um, help get taken care of around the house just so that I can leave and go to my desk and again, feel like I can focus on the task at hand and that I'm not left with any any feeling of of again I already said it but that, that nagging feeling of oh I wish I'd wish I'd been able to get that done before starting work or oh, I feel I feel almost guilty you know that I'm having to go start work now but there's this thing that's that's unfinished that um, I may have to take care of later or that my wife's going to have to take care of if I if, if we aren't able to take care of it now so I, when I go to sit down at my desk I want all those things to be able to be taken care of. But again, I'm in a situation where I have flexibility in my start time. That's not the case with everybody. I work for a company that has an international team and um, I'm able to work a typical workday for my time zone, but that's not always the case for people that work from home. Uh, some companies institute core work hours so regardless of what time zone you live in, you might have to be at your desk by uh, in a time that would be earlier than whatever time zone you, you live in for typical business start of the day. Or maybe you have to be up early for meetings or something like that. So if you aren't able to do something like this, like if you have to be at meetings really early in the morning, I encourage you to try and find some other time later in your morning or maybe take a longer lunch where you can have some of this, you know, personal time earlier in the day and take care of those tasks earlier on. Like maybe you have a couple hours of meetings in the morning early. Maybe take take a few minutes and just uh, knock off a few tasks and, and um, you know, read a book or something and let your brain recharge and then take on the tasks for the rest of the day. Find that doing these types of things really helps free my mind up mentally. It doesn't feel like I'm uh, um, not doing a good job managing the other things in my home while getting work done. It allows me to focus on the task at hand when I am 
actually sitting down to work. The second thing that I find very helpful while working from home is to time box tasks throughout the day. Uh, Common practice or methodology for this is Pomodoro method, which is uh, 25 minutes of work followed by one to two minutes of a break. And after repeating that cycle three times or four times, then you take a longer 15-minute break, or some people say a 30-minute break. I've never formally followed this schedule, um, but I have found that time-boxing tasks and taking regular breaks throughout the day can help my boost help boost my productivity significantly. Um, for me personally, I found that that 20 minutes of focus on a task is generally helpful, and then a one to two-minute break, and then maybe a five-minute break after I've done that longer. And I think one reason that this is really helpful, this type of time boxing, this really focused, intense period of 20, 25 minutes focusing on a task, is a real benefit is our, our minds like to, to play games. We like little challenges. And this can kind of gamify our tasks, I think. It's how much can I get done in this 20-minute period? How much can I get done in this, this set amount of time that I've allotted to myself And naturally, it goes without saying, I think, that the quality of our work is important. So we're not talking about rushing through work. We're talking about producing quality work in a set amount of time, just forcing ourselves into constraints so that we can uh, keep ourselves from going down uh, unnecessary rabbit holes in work. Whether that's, you know, get us getting distracted by social media or even just, you know, dazing out. It's like, oh, I got I only got five minutes left in this timer. I gotta gotta focus on this. And one way that I know that I haven't been doing this enough is when I get to the end of the workday or, you know, take a break for lunch and if I uh having really uh, sore, dry eyes. If my back's hurting, I know that it means that I'm working too long of a period without getting up and stretching and taking breaks and letting my eyes rest. And, uh, And if you find yourself getting to the end of these 15, 20, 25 minute periods of focused work and you're not getting as much work done as you thought. You found yourself easily getting distracted, even with the timer going. It may be time to install an app to block distracting websites. Uh, I personally use an app called Self Control on Mac OS, which does this using uh, um, Mac OS's uh, firewall rules. There's there's ones available for Windows that do it as well, and I usually. We'll block websites like Reddit and YouTube and things like that. That can be just real time sucks um, and can get lost in. You can get lost in really easily. So in addition to allowing yourself to have more short focus periods of time, which can be healthier for both your mind and your body, and allow yourself to get more work done, it also... Uh, doing these time boxing things provides shorter feedback loops for what works and what doesn't. You know, maybe if you've been through uh, 
one or two or three of these these cycles and you're still stuck on the same problem, maybe it's time to step back from the problem and think through it a little bit more or reach out to uh, some of your team rather than before you know it, you maybe look up and it's an hour or two later and you're stuck on the same problem and you you didn't even realize that the time was was going by. So again, you can look into lots of other material and apps that are built around Pomodoro method. Uh, um, I've used a few different ones in the past. Um, the ones I've used probably the longest include a break time and then also a web app called Marinara Timer, which allows you to set actually a custom schedule for these cycles. It's not just oriented around Pomodoro. It can be used for time and a lot of different things, but... Um, uh, that is, again, Marinara Timer, and I will have a link to those uh, in the show notes for this episode. It's so moving on. The third and, and final thing we're going to cover today that can help with preventing distractions while working from home is to not always leave your communication channels open. And this may include email or your chat systems like a, a Slack or Google Hangouts or whatever your, your team uses for maintaining uh, open communication. Uh, leaving communication channels open constantly while trying to get work done requires, that, that requires deep focus, is a great way to get sidetracked from the task at hand. I personally do a few things to help from getting distracted by work convos. Uh, one is I almost always leave my email client closed when I'm not actually checking or replying to email and ready to take action on whatever, whatever the email is in there. So when I have time available throughout the day, I'll open up uh, my email client of choice. I personally use AirMail on Mac. And I'll check for any new messages and I'll deal with those messages as they come in either by deleting or replying to or moving into my to-do app of choice, which is Things 3. By doing this, I ensure that I don't get sidetracked from the work that is in progress as I see uh, notifications come in from different email. Because if something's really urgent, then they can always message me you know, using my username and Slack if they need to get my attention right away. And that is something I know is personal to me. Every organization is going to run just a little bit differently or maybe your role in the organization is going to uh, um, factor into how much communication you need to leave open constantly throughout your workday. And another thing I do is I don't keep Slack, um, which is again our, uh, the chat client, I, or chat service rather, I, I use day-to-day in my work, I don't leave that open in the foreground on my screen unless I'm in the middle of a conversation, like if I'm really actively back and forth talking to someone. 
Uh, this prevents me from just like listening in to other conversations going on in various channels because I'm in a lot of different channels. And if someone needs me, as I mentioned before, they can always, you know, at mention me if they need me to weigh in on a conversation or if they have a question for me. And anything that happened in those channels, I can always catch in the scroll back later and ask. And again, I know this comes back to what is your place in the organization? But I find that it's so easy to just get distracted of, oh, what is, what's this team doing? Oh, that sounds interesting. And before I know it, I've spent five minutes reading this thread that was interesting and information that I needed to know at some point, but not in any way urgent. And it got me sidetracked off of the work at hand. And if I want to take this really to another level, I will put Slack in do not disturb mode for a given period of time. Usually I don't do that for more than 30 minutes. And when I do, I will always set my status in Slack. Slack has a a feature that allows you to set your current status for what you're doing. So when someone mentions you, there's just a little bit of text that shows up next to your name like uh, Thomas is in yeah, or I am in do not disturb mode or something like that. And this allows me to get head down in work for a bit without getting distracted, without getting pulled even into those at-mentioned conversations. Again, I don't usually do this for more than 30 minutes. Some people may feel it necessary or you maybe you're in a position where you have the flexibility to do that for longer periods of time. I just feel like there are times where this is really helpful to uh, stay focused on the task at hand and not get pulled even into the things that people at mention me in. And if you wanted to take this even to a bigger extreme, I've known people that will have uh, off chat periods of the day where they'll actually close down Slack. I don't personally do that. But I have heard people say that setting aside 30 minutes or an hour in their morning to not have Slack or email open and just focus on their work uh, can be very beneficial. I've heard that from a few different people. Uh, just to wrap this episode up, would like to mention that all these practices are, of course, coming from the requirements of my own work and the teams that I've worked in. Uh, There are many different styles of of working in a distributed team. Sometimes a team is in the same time zone. As I mentioned, with that pre-work routine, that's going to significantly impact that possibly. And then sometimes the team is international, and you have to work around all sorts of different schedules and make sure that you're available during... Uh, different parts of the day where other parts of the day may be more lax um, in terms of communication because other people have already signed off. And some institutions institute those core work hours that I talked about where they'll have set period of time. Maybe it's, you know, two, three, four hours in the middle of the day where um, everybody's required to be online and available. 
that's going to impact it significantly. But whatever it is, I encourage you to find ways to incorporate these three things. And again, have a pre-work routine, a set of uh, tasks, a flow for how your morning goes so that when you sit down, you don't feel like you're, you're leaving commitments behind. You can focus on the, on the task at hand. Second thing is main to maintain focus while working from home is time box your tasks throughout the day. Time box your tasks throughout the day. And the third thing is don't always leave those, those communication channels open. Don't always feel like you have to be on the line every second or you might miss something. Have time periods of the day where you just focus on getting the work done. Once again, this is Thomas Lattimore, and thanks for joining me on this episode of Remotely Effective. Talk to you next time.